It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll introduce my guest shortly, and I promise we're going to have a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. This past week was one filled with lots of changes. I left Phoenix for good on May 27th and departed to Dallas to attend a huge event the following weekend. Million Dollar Mastermind was everything I wanted it to be and more because of the network opportunities and the caliber of speakers who were there, there, including Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, David Goggins, Alex Rodriguez, and so many more that I don't have time to name. And after that, I drove to Iowa for my permanent move to be closer to my mom. After dad passed last year, things have been difficult, so I didn't want her to be alone anymore. Moving from a city of millions where I spent 26 years back to the small farming town in northern Iowa that I grew up in was a massive adjustment. But what I love about it is that life moves a lot slower here. It gives me the chance to appreciate God's creation a lot more. And this move has been really good for my soul. And when family first is a top core value, the decision makes itself. What big changes are you coming up with in the near future? Are you excited about it? The answer to this question might determine whether you think life happens to you or happens for you. I truly believe God has the best in mind for all of us. Choose to trust and see what happens. It could be the best thing ever. And with all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do so on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And that would be really fantastic. Even if you left a review, I would really be amazed and, and happy and appreciative of that. And my travel, my special guest this week is Travis Brady. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's the owner of the Be Inspired Coaching uh, Program and creator of The Next Generation Coach. His purpose is to spread the next generation of transformation by teaching influencers and leaders on how to most effectively unify the mind and body in order to create true alignment and internal transformation. He's been featured on podcasts, radio shows, and major TV stations. He's presented and coached at many top-rated companies and various sports organizations in high school. In his 17-plus years of coaching, training, and speaking, he has worked with thousands of people helping them create transformation. He also hosts a podcast called Next Gen Coach Chronicles, and he's also started a foundation called To the Next Generation, which gives kids the opportunity to play sports who don't otherwise have the resources. We have a lot to unwrap and unravel here today, so here we are with my very special guest, Travis Brady. Travis, how are you today? Glad that you are so, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, love to be on here. Uh, always love doing this type of stuff. Hence why, you know, I have my own podcast. I haven't done the the live in a while, so this is kind of cool. Oh, wonderful. So here's the first question that I ask everybody. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are today? Yeah, that's, that's a tough question. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe I did. You know, um, yeah, that that's a really good question. I think that you have different ideas of where you're going to be at in life when you're younger. And uh, if I had to, uh, you know, go back to my former self, I'd say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on track to where I want to be. However, you know, you're never satisfied with, you know, where you're at. So we're always pushing to get to the next level. 
Absolutely. So what did your path look like prior to your current career? Yeah, you know, when I was younger, like most kids, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Mm. Did you what sport did you play when you was younger? I played basketball until I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I think every, you talk to every kid and you ask them what they want to be up. And if they play sports, I, <laughs> they want to be a professional baseball or basketball. And so I actually took that serious though. Um, you know, I read the book uh, or I read Derek Jeter's um, biography and I just remember him talking about, you know, going out on a tee and hitting balls, you know, hours and hours. And so I did that. And, um, you know, I started working out and, you know, once I got to high school, I was never the kid to hit home runs in Little League. But once I got to high school, I started hitting home runs. And so it was just a huge, like, epiphany to me. Like, man, if you really want something and you're willing to work for it, you know, you can achieve anything. And so at that point in time, I got this idea. is like, man, if I can't play professional baseball player, then I might as well do something close. And the person that actually inspired me to go into personal training was uh, Tom Brady. And I remember watching him one Super Bowl and just seeing, um, you know, him play. And so then that led into personal training and then that led into, you know, life transformation coaching and then life transformation coaching led into uh, working with personal trainers and then in businesses. And I realized the thing that businesses struggle with the most is identifying who do they want to be. And so that uh, went into the conversation of branding. So it's kind of been this perfect journey. I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing now, but I love it just, you know, and I bet you could say the same thing about yourself. Yeah. So do you think that success in sports relates to success in business somehow? I think there's, I think there's a strong correlation when I look across my clients and see, you know, who are the ones that tend to get better results than, than others. Um, I mean, I would be lying to say if there wasn't some type of linear, um, you know, graph that shows, you know, athletes versus success. Cause there's so many things, as you know, mm-hmm. you know, that are similar to sports and in business, you know, um, Michael Jordan has a famous quote. He's like, I've been asked to take the game winning shot over and over and I've missed tons of times. And that's why I'm successful. I believe mm-hmm. the most successful people fail the most. And, you know, in business, you just, you do, you get a lot of no's and in the process of getting a lot of no's, you get a lot of yeses. And so, you know, I tell people, you know, you're our biggest problem, me and you is we're not getting enough no's. And, and so to be able to work through the adversity that happens while playing sports, because you don't always win, you don't always hit a home run, you know, and to be able to work through those things, you know, is a huge sign of whether you're going to be successful. Yeah. And I would imagine the competitive aspect of it certainly helps too, because I think in sports, a lot of sports are team sports. And of course, a lot of them are individual sports, but you're competing against other people because that's how you keep score. But do you think uh, when people compete in business, it's probably healthier to compete against yourself rather than competing against other people? Yeah. And and I think that's the thing that is, is different when you're comparing sports to business, you know, cause if you bring that same edge of, Hey, I'm competing against you, you know, then, then that's not going to work. I, I believe that ultimately you're competing against yourself from the prior year before. And so the competition changes in a way, and it has to be more focused on helping your clients, your customers, whoever you work with helping them compete against themselves to be better than they were the year before or the day before, whatever it is. So I believe that form of competition changes. And so, 
you know, the way I changed it is, hey, let's help other people compete and win in their own business. That's fantastic. So as you've made your journey, we all have our ups and downs. Success is never in a straight line. What would you call your rock bottom or defining moment? Man, which one? Which one? Right? Oh, rock, rock bottom. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, experience those bottoms. And I think is, you know, you go through business, your um, definition of bottoms are different. I, I think one of my lowest moments was, um, it was back in 2010. At this point in time, I'd been um, in the training business for about three years. You know, I got fired at my first job because I was selling nutrition programs to clients and you weren't supposed to do that. I went out on my own to try to build a business, went into the negative because I had no idea how to really market and brand myself. And then I'm at this top level facility and I didn't get a client all month long. And in baseball, three strikes you're out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, on on my way home, I made a choice. I was like, I, I can't do this. You know, my heart hurt. I I took I took it personal. Everything I do, I really put everything, you know, into it, who I am. And so I my heart was just really hurting. And on the way home, I stopped at my mom's house. And my mom was my rock at the time. And I just remember going in and laying on her bed. And she knew something was wrong. She goes, what's wrong, honey? And I said, I can't do this how come I'm not good enough? And to think those thoughts is one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think we have a lot of thoughts that go through our head, a lot of negative sometimes, you know, we're at the end of the day, we're human beings, right. To, you know, even the most positive people, you know, think negatively and, you know, to hear those words escape my mouth and yeah. ricochet off the walls and hear them was another. And I just, I just started crying. Yeah. And my mom said something to me in, in that moment that I'll never forget. She said, son, the world needs you. You have something to offer the world. And she just reminded me of all the people that I've really helped on a deep level. And, and so I've, I've carried that motto with me since. And I believe the people are listening, like the world needs you too. You have something unique, different, innovative to offer the world. And so sometimes we forget that we are that unique, innovative person that someone else is, that someone else needs. And, you know, I love that your mom said that to you because I think the most influential people in our lives speak life into us when we need it the most. And that is absolutely important. That's amazing. I love that story. Yeah. And, and I, you know, people say it's, you know, you either give up or you give more, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not just those two things you give in, you give up. You, so let's see, you give in, you give up, you give more or you give out. And so the two most people are not very familiar with is the give in and the Mm -hmm. give out. And the give in is you just kind of accept it the way it's going to be. You accept your lot in your life. You accept the way your business is going to be. You accept the results. Mm -hmm. And then the give out is you just, you say that you're trying, you say that you're giving an honest effort. You say that you've done everything, but we all know at the end of the day you haven't. And so you just kind of give out. Yeah. And, and so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like the only choice we really have is, is to find a way to give more. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, like if I reflect back on that time, I was being selfish. I was making it about me. People are saying no to me. I was trying to sell myself when in reality, I should have been focusing more on the person and what they were getting out of it and mm-hmm. what they were going to transform. And so I, I think when I look back, I was being a little bit selfish. So when I focus more on that person and what they were going to 
get out of it and kind of coming back to what we were talking about earlier in our conversation, which is, you know, helping them compete against themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when I started to really focus on that, and at the time I was doing that unconsciously, but that's really what was the, the game changers when I really started to focus on the person rather than myself. Fantastic. We're coming up against our first break. My very special guest is Travis Brady, and we are going to talk about transformation. We're going to talk about branding. We're going to talk about coaching and a lot more. I cannot wait to continue this conversation when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be back on the other side. And once again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to the show, please do so on iTunes. We'll come right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. There are more cats in U.S. households than any other pet. Most allurophiles or cat owners know that unlike dogs, taking Kitty for a ride in the car isn't any fun. I mean, you never see a cat hanging its head out the window, enjoying the breeze. Today's domestic cat is descended from a small Mideastern wildcat. A group of kittens is called a kindle, and a group of adult cats is a clouder. What's the word for those dust balls composed entirely of cat hair? Fluffernugans. Personally, I like pigs better than either cats or dogs. Dogs are subservient and look up to man. Cats are aloof and look down on man. A pig, however, will look you in the eye and see as equal. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Travis Brady, and we're going to talk about coaching and branding and a lot more. And if you have not gotten my latest book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Mom. It's on Amazon, and it was inspired by the fact that I learned so much from my mom, and I would not be here without her, obviously. But uh, I, I think we should all take the time to honor the lessons we learn from our parents whenever we can. So get that on Amazon. It's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Mom. So, Travis, I want to ask you next, why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Is that something you've always done or was it family influenced? What 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 was that about for you? Yeah, so I have this joke, you know, do you choose the entrepreneur life or does the entrepreneur life choose you? Yeah. <laughs> what what do you think? Does it does the entrepreneur life choose you or do you choose the entrepreneur life? I think 
when, well, for me, I think I just got so fed up with following other people's stupid rules that I just wanted mm-hmm. to forge my own trail. And yeah. I want, I tried it on a smaller scale several times before I got to what I'm doing now. I did resume writing for a while back in the nineties, pre-internet. And I enjoyed that. I made a living. I was really amazed that I made a living doing that. Um, but I, I think I, I got bitten by the bug. And so I decided that somehow I was going to run my own show somehow, some way, someday. And so I did. Yeah, I, I believe at the end of the day, entrepreneur, you know, they want to create something that's meaningful to them. Right. You know, right. I always refer to your business as your baby, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you, you have kids, right? How many kids do you have? I, I don't actually. Oh, you don't have kids? <laughs> Sorry, bad analogy. Oh, it's okay. Well, for the people for the people listening, you know, um, we have uh, a little baby boy. He's two, and no one's gonna love that kid more than me. And maybe next to that, my um, my wife. Um, and I feel like that's how your business is. You know, no mm-hmm. one's gonna love your business and your baby in the way that you want to run your business and how you want to do things. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know if that's answering your question, but that's that's how I feel. I feel like that's how a lot of other entrepreneurs feel as well. Absolutely. Did you find that your family is supportive of your choice to forge out on your own? Because sometimes people get a lot of resistance from the people around them about that. Yeah, I believe the reason why we do get a lot of resistance from the people around us is they're they're just trying to help us. You know, they're just mm-hmm. trying to protect us. And you know, my mom's like, "Why do you have to do so many events? Why do you have to do this?" and you know, and you get that from the people around you. And the, and the first thing, it's just natural human behavior. Mm-hmm. The first thing that people want to do is they want to protect you. And mm-hmm. it, it's in our DNA, Why right? We're going to pay more attention to the lion that could kill us rather than the berries that can help feed us and help us grow. So like when people say like, oh, my family doesn't support you. I don't know if it's not that they don't support you. I think they're just trying to protect you. And so, you know, you'll, the, the people I like to surround myself around are the people that say, and you know, mm-hmm. not, but, you know, they, they build on top of it. Um, you know, so I think there's some been unconscious things that, you know, my family has done to protect me, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I've had a great, I have a great family and I've had some really great friends that supported me along the way. Absolutely. No, I, I believe that 100% because I think a lot of times people will show resistance to things that they don't understand. And I think at some point, you just have to resolve not to try and explain something that they're not committed to understanding. And because you just reach an impasse after a while. So you just do your thing and let them do their thing too. And it's, it's great. No, I love that because I think people do think that they are protecting us. That's fantastic. I do want to ask next, what is the most expensive mistake that you think you've made? It can be financial or not. It can be a time opportunity thing. It can be an opportunity lost, but what do you think is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? Yeah, I think if you've asked uh, an entrepreneur that's been in the game for at least, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, and, and you ask them the question and, you know, their greatest regret is that they wish they would have started whatever they're doing sooner. I don't know if I could have started any sooner. I mean, I started right out of high school, but I wish there were some things that I wish I would have gone all in and on sooner. So the opportunity loss, I think, was probably the first one, you know, I think I had the mentality like, Oh, I'm going to go it alone. I'm going to do it by myself. So I started learning websites, started learning coding. I started learning graphics. I started learning all these different things. And at the end of the day, you know, you can't be great at all those things. So I think 
the my biggest cost that's cost me over the year other than purchasing my first house in 2008 <laughs> was um was not hiring a team sooner was not hiring someone to help me with all these different things that I wasn't great at so I would say that's probably the biggest um loss but at the end of the day you know that's part of my story you know we have an agency and we get to help other people scale their business and we hand them our team and all these different aspects so you know, it's kind of a catch 22. Sometimes that um, thing that you lost the most money on, that becomes your story that you get to use that can leverage you into the future and and today into your brand. Absolutely. So what do you think your big mission is? My mission? Yeah, I believe everyone's unique, different, innovative, and has something the world needs. So I want to help people, you know, transform the world through their story. I believe your story can transform the world. And, and so that's kind of our big thing that we help our clients with is, you Mm -hmm. know, how do we get our story out there? And I believe that at the end of the day, we are who we are through our experiences and our experiences are, are full of wisdom. And, um, I, I believe that it's, I believe it's my purpose to help people get their story out there so they can share their transformation with the world. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about that here in just a minute or two. I've heard you speak and you're great. So thank you for that. I want to talk about some things that I've heard you speak about. You talk about Mm -hmm. the difference between a good business owner, a great business owner, and a next level business owner. What do you think is the separation between good, great, and next level? I think, you know, if you're not talking about mindset is one of the first things I think you're, um, not mm-hmm. talking about the right thing. I think it all starts in the mind. I think it yeah. starts with a choice and what's, what is the choice and what is the vision that you see? And I think most people, you know, they just want to be comfortable. They just want to have just enough money and, and it's more about them. And I think that's how most people think. And I think mm-hmm. that's why they get average results. And then I think, you know, more people, then I think there's a select few that are going to really look at you know, I want to be the best. I want to be the best leader. Yeah. Right. But I don't believe those are next gen. I believe next gen leader is someone who says, Hey, I want my message to withstand time. Mm -hmm. And they don't go out there to try to be the leader. They go out there to try to create other leaders. And that's the difference between being good, great, and next gen, a next gen leader is going to focus on building other leaders. And so this kind of leads into the branding because a lot of people say, Oh, follow me. I'm the leader. And here's why I'm the leader, but no one wants to follow the leader. No one wakes up in the morning and says, I I want to follow someone. You know, we naturally do that because that leader inspires us to that. We could be great in our lives. Yeah. So that's kind of what we focus on, you know, with our agency is helping people, you know, talk to the leaders who want to help other leaders. Yeah, exactly. And you have to really want it. I mean, there's the whole cliche of, well, they just wanted it more. Well, is that really it? Or were they just hungrier and they just dug down deeper? What do you think that is? Yeah, Tony Robbins, you know, talks about this. He's, you know, what's that one thing that separates, you know, those people? And and I believe it is hunger. And I believe it's a unsatisfied hunger. Hmm. Right. Like I always use Tom Brady's example, not just because, you know, he has my last name and and there's a blood relation. I use him because he's a great leader, Mm -hmm. you know, and he makes other people around him great. But 
even after all the Super Bowls he's been through, you ask him, you know, what's your favorite Super Bowl ring? And he always says the next one. Mm. And so I believe a next gen leader, like they're never satisfied, like regardless of what they've achieved, what they've brought in, they're just never satisfied. You know, early on in my career, you know, I, I worked with these really high level CEOs, multimillionaires. And I used to think like, how come you're not happy? <laughs> like yeah. what's, what's wrong with you? You have all these cars, you have the private jet, you have all these things. And one of the core reasons why they're not, why they're not happy is because they're satisfied. Yeah. Right. They're full. They, they yeah. stopped moving and, and progression is the key to happiness. Yeah. And so one of the things that, you know, I was helping with is, Hey, you still got another message. You still got another story. You have two, three, four plus business ideas, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people look at these people like, Oh, they just care about the money. It's, it's not about the money. The money mm-hmm. is the trophy. The money is, it's a way of keeping score to go to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're not done giving. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. find that I'm happiest when I when I give, when I find uh, something to give to and and just move on from there. That's great. We've got two minutes to our uh, next break. So let's let's talk about branding and building stories. And the first thing I want to ask is, how do you define influence? Because everyone talks about, you know, becoming an influencer. And it, it kind of I cry, cringe a little bit when someone declares that they're an influencer. Really? Shouldn't that be something that someone else <laughs> determines for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a a word that's kind of thrown out and it has, I don't know, kind of a bad, you know, name with it as far as in, at the end of the day, you know, we're all technically, we're all influencers, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we have events and one of, one of the questions that we ask people at the beginning of events is what is influence? So if we're out here trying to influence people, you know, what, what is influence? So like, I'll throw this out to you. What does influence mean to you? Well, influence means that you are making a difference uh, one way or another in somebody's life that would not have been there without you in it. Mm-hmm. See, and, and I like, and I like that definition. So the way that we define influence is how does that person feel and think about themselves when they're around you? Yeah. That's one of how do they think? Yeah. And so, you know, not do not how people think about you. Okay. You're going to feel insecure whenever you're doing that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about yourself? Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel not confident. How do people feel about themselves? Perfect. And we are at our break. We'll be right back. This is Successful Cause Radio. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. 
are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Travis Brady. And next, we're going to talk about branding and how he and his agency help their clients build their story. And one of the things that I find really fascinating is uh, you talk about the hero's journey. And that, that's a that's mm-hmm. a, like a very visual thing. So I don't know if we'll, how we can really go about talking about that whole thing. But telling mm-hmm. a story is compelling. And a lot of people don't think they have a compelling story, but that's not true. So how do you help people tell their story? Yeah, you know, well, I think a lot of people feel that way. And and at one point in time, I felt that way. And I remember someone saying, you know, sometimes the most ordinary experiences that we go through in our life in times of failure and success, you know, those, you know, journeys um, are extraordinary you know, so it starts with an extraordinary story. So everyone has experience. Everyone's experienced, you know, sadness, depression, anxiety, defeat, um, overwhelm, and then everyone's mm-hmm. experienced success, happiness, fulfillment, and and so everyone has something to share with the world. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of books, a lot of films follow the hero's journey formula? Yeah, I don't know if you've watched Pixar movies at all. They kind of break mm-hmm. the status quo, but that's Steve Jobs at his finest. You know, that's kind yeah. of the way, you know, he thought, um, you know, which is intriguing in and of its own, you know, the way, the kind of the model that they follow. But yeah, my wife doesn't really like watching movies because I, I ruin it for her. She's like, can you just watch the movie? I was like, well, you already know it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, right. You've kind of seen this format over and over. And so some movies are kind of boring with the format, you know, they don't really get very, uh, you know, creative. And then some others are, um, pretty, pretty astonishing in how they put it together. Yeah. And I think a lot of seventies TV shows, for example, are a lot more Mm -hmm. predictable because every episode tied up, not like sitcoms you see today where, you know, not everything goes well and not all things Uh end well. And I think that probably opened up the door for some creativity uh, for mm-hmm. that. So let's let's talk about building brands. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to build a brand? Why do brands fail? I think they're trying to be someone else that they're not. Mm. You know? And anytime we're we're doing that, we're not going to feel authentic. We're not going to feel real. And when it's real real energy will help you go forward and create more. And so branding is being more, more about who you are and less about who you're not. 
And so, you know, with the branding process with our clients is we, we have this process that helps them dive down to some of their deepest life beliefs. Mm. You know, um, there's a lot of churches that do like a testimony Sunday, mm-hmm. right? And um, testimony Sunday is like basically going up there and, and sharing what are your deepest life beliefs? What are you testifying? And usually you're, you're testifying your experiences. You've test, you're testifying what you've witnessed and, and experienced. And usually our experiences and what we've witnessed go into some of our, you know, deepest life beliefs. Um, you know, I always like to share a statistic and I recently found out I was wrong. I think I shared this when I was speaking at, at your guys's mastermind, as I shared, there's, there's more sons in the universe than there are grains of sand in all the beaches in all the world. Yeah. And, and I recently found out I was way off <laughs> mm. and it's, it's actually for every grain of sand, there is 10,000 suns mm. in the universe. Wow. And that's just like, like that's really just mind boggling to even try to comprehend that. So what does that mean? What does that yeah. mean about earth? What does that mean about our lives? What does that mean? Like, how should we live our lives then? And what's the way that we should do it to find purpose and meaning? And and so when we start to go there, we really start thinking really deeper about, you know, what I'm doing in business is more than just about business. Mm. And when we start going there from a real authentic belief system everything we start to build on top of it, you're going to start to feel more confidence because that's the number one thing that we all want as a leader. And you hear most people, I want more confidence. Well, what is confidence? Confidence is I believe in this truth, right? And so if you go there and start building on top of it, you know, you start to feel more confident in everything that you're doing. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So let's talk about building a compelling story around your brand. We talk about building around your deepest life beliefs I think vulnerability becomes a huge part of this because if you do think about the the hero's journey, there is a a vulnerable moment. There's a moment where they feel like they're just in total despair. They feel completely defeated. And then something comes along and picks them up off their feet and they're ready to mm-hmm. go forge into the world again. So do you do you find that your clients have a hard time being vulnerable? Like I can't share that. It's too deep. It's too personal. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, when, when they're feeling that, you know, sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're, they shouldn't be sharing it. And then sometimes they'd be selfish, you know, not actually, you know, Mm -hmm. sharing that. So, um, I think when people, I think for the most part, when people don't want to share that, they're afraid of what people are going to think about them, which is now going back to the conversation that we just having earlier about influence. Well, is this, is this, for you or is this for the person you're trying to help here? Like mm-hmm. it's about you. We get that, but who is this for really? And, and so usually when people start sharing their story and they start sharing their experiences, they grow so much as a leader yeah. because it forces them to look at themselves and look at the way they're sharing and really finding out, okay, what's the influence of the story as I start sharing it? Yeah. Cause let's be honest, we've always heard people share a story and be like, that's, that wasn't a good lesson. That wasn't a good meaning. You know, you, mm-hmm. you shared your story like the victim and now you're just, you're, you're streamlining victimhood out to the world. And so a lot of people grow in, in a lot of ways as they start to share their story. 
Yeah. And I think some people go the other way and they try to pretend that they are the hero all the time and they never share mm-hmm. anything personal or vulnerable. They they don't tell stories about the things that they learn. They just talk about all their successes and it's unrelatable, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, when I look at all the mentors I've hired over the years, I love to hire the mentor that's been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and the and the reason why is cuz I feel like they get me. I feel like they understand my pain, you know, and what I'm going through and a lot of people that hire us in business the truth is they are going for through some pain they are motivated in a lot of ways they have some inspirations and they what they want to achieve and you know those pleasures right but they're also in a lot of pain that's kind of motivating them to move forward so if you can't connect with their pain and truly empathize with them and i use um you know empathy is i understand how you feel because Mm -hmm. i've also experienced that so e empathy e experience so that's how i kind of connect those two and if you're willing to empathize and share the experience you're going to connect with those pains and Mm -hmm. when you connect with those pains you start to build more trust and connection and once you have trust and connection it helps everything else you know in the sales process and so that's why i'm such a big component for building your brand story is so yeah. people can get to know you and when they can empathize with you and trust you, you know, mm-hmm. it helps everything else in scaling your business. Absolutely. So we've got probably four minutes or so to our, our next break. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear about a success story that you're able to share of a client that you worked with and working with you was transformational and their business blew up because of your help. Yeah. Are we going on break or do we want to share that right now? No, share that right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just, um, gosh, I, I have so many. I'm trying to think what would be relative. We just had this uh, one client um, that that came with us, and, um, you know, they were a little scared. They they were a lawyer. You know, they'd been working with another firm, and, um, mm. you know, they had never really experienced entrepreneurism, and they were a little scared. And I was like, look, I'm like, dude, the only thing – that you really need to be afraid of right now is you need to be afraid of growing too fast. You know, you're going to need a team immediately. And so one of the things that people don't realize is your team culture is so important for you growing your business. And a lot of your brand reflects that team culture, Mm -hmm. right? So as we go through the branding process, we're also, really defining, you know, how do we want to be identified as a team? Who's, who's those team members we have on our team? What's their personality? And so as we've been able to do the, go through that branding and team culture process, I think they hired like 15 people in the first months and they doubled their income from last year in two months of this wow. year. That's absolutely and so amazing. They, yeah. They said, and, and it happened exactly the way I said, it's like, you're, the only thing you need to fear is growing too fast, which means you're going to need to have a team. So that was the thing that really, um, you know, helped them is not only building their brand, but also being able to build their team culture and get down a good hiring process as they brought in these people. Cause the worst thing in the world is to have a lot of money from a lot of clients, but now you don't have the team to really take care of them. Right. You outsell your ability to fulfill the work that you've sold. Mm-hmm. And and that's a real problem. And some people grow too fast 
and not that you can grow too fast is that you can't it's that they don't have the systems in place or the team in place to sustain that growth. And then it kind of all comes crashing down on them. Absolutely. We've got two minutes to our final break. I would love to ask you, what are some of your favorite productivity tips? Productivity tips. Every single, every single uh, Monday um, we always meet with the team set goals, but um, we have, I think, uh, CRM system is a must of all your tasks and organizing that. But one of the things that I do, it's pretty simple. I just get out a piece of paper, draw four quadrants, um, and write urgent and important. Mm. And then write yes on one, no on the other. Yes on important. And then I fill it in. What's urgent and important? What is urgent and not important? And I get clear. One of the things why we're not productive and we don't move as fast as we want is because we don't have clarity in the way that we're moving. So mm. being productive is both a mind and body thing. So that's the best mindset thing I do. And then as far as productivity, you know, I, I go to the gym every single morning. I make sure I'm drinking water every single day. Like I need to make sure that I'm able to access the knowledge and the creativity in my mind. And my mind's going to shut down even if I'm 1% dehydrated. And 90% of people walk around in a dehydrated state and wonder why they're not as productive or as creative as they want to be. And it's something as stupid as water. So those are kind of my, you know, hacks that I use to be productive. And at the end of the day, I think we're always trying to find a way to be more productive, right? Absolutely. We're coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is all going. This we're having fun. I love this. So we're talking with Travis Brady this week and we'll talk about some more things when we come back from the break. I can't wait to see what unfolds from here to the end down the stretch. We come when we come back. This is success profiles radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. had a really bad haircut from a barber or stylist? I mean, so bad it looks like you cut your own hair. What's the word for a person who does cut their own hair? An autotonsorialist. And there's a word for a person who has never had a haircut. He would be called an acercicomic. How many hairs are there in your head anyway? If you're blonde, about 150,000. Brunette, 100,000. Or redhead, 60,000. One out of every 14 women in the United States is a natural blonde. Some people avoid getting their hair cut because they're afraid they'll get not padded. That's what it's called when your hair is cut too short. Why do shampoo instructions say, lather, rinse, repeat? 
If you did this, would you ever be able to stop? It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Travis Brady. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, I would love for you to be able to do that. Just go to successprofilesmagazine.com and you can get a seven-day trial to see how you like it. I'm sure that you will. We've been doing this since December 2017. Kevin Harrington was my very first cover. So we're working on issue number 55, I believe, right now. So we've been doing this a good long time. Successprofilesmagazine.com. Check it out. So, Travis, let's talk about your podcasts. What is it mm-hmm. and how long have you been doing it and who's it for? Yeah, so it's Next Gen Coaching Chronicles. Um, rebranded it over the years. I, I think I started it in, I think it was 2015 or 2016 when people didn't even know what podcasting was. So I mm-hmm. called it uh, Your Evolution Radio. Mm-hmm. And the whole goal is to focus on mind and body transformation. And then I... Um, you know, as I got into working more with coaches and personal trainers, it changed to hundred K coaches podcast. And then, uh, you know, our agency involved and got more involved with, uh, working with other service-based businesses and athletes and people that were wanting to scale their influence and income. And so it kind of evolved into next gen coaching chronicles and chronicles means just collection of stories. And so, you know, kind of like some of the questions that you're asking here, Mm -hmm. you know, what were some of your hardest times, you know, kind of you know, what happens behind the curtain, you know, and like mm-hmm. to have just a organic conversation about their business and about their growth. And, you know, along the way, the audience can learn some pretty powerful things. So anyone mm-hmm. that wants to be a leader of their industry, uh, athletes, uh, coaches, mentors, um, but anyone that's an entrepreneur, essentially. Fantastic. How does this fit into your business model overall? The podcast? Yeah. The podcast is, you know, a way to get my brand out there, a way to get my message. And and honestly, if those things weren't accomplished through the podcast, I'd still do it. I love just, I I love just talking with people and having, you know, deep, you know, conversations and really learning. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, this podcast is selfish for me. I I get a I get a lot of out of it from you know the people that I have on the podcast. I kind of ask my own questions and. You know, and I kind of let the audience listen to that. So if if there's no other reason, you know, of doing it, you know, what I get out of it is uh, is worth it to me. Absolutely. I, I love asking questions, uh, number one, that I think other people would want to know the answers to. But mm-hmm. secondly, I love asking questions that I really, really want to know the answers to for my own reasons, because I'm going through whatever at that time. So, yeah, sometimes these interviews happen at just the right time with the right person in the right moment. So I love how life works out like that. So here's something that I ask a lot of people lately. How do you know what to say yes or no to? Because we get asked a lot. The more established we are, the better known we become people start saying, Hey, I've got this opportunity or can you do this thing for me? How do you know what to say yes or no to? Yeah, that's a good question. 
you know, uh, before I came on the, the radio station, I was, uh, swore oath. I wouldn't use any, uh, what I call sentence enhancers or swear words, yeah. but I'll, I'll abbreviate it's, I call it the law of S yes. Yes. And, uh, if it's not an initial like S yes, then it's a no. Right. right? And, and I think kind of a rule that I've utilized and, you know, I've kind of taught some other clients and people too, is it has to be a 3d win. So at first it has to be a win for me. Does this serve me? I think we're in this type of uh, culture where we put ourselves behind and to try to help someone else. And the repetition of years of doing that is detrimental to your spirit, to your body, mm -hmm. and even to your spirit. And so it, it has to be a win for me. Mm -hmm. The second one, is it a win for that person? And is it going to be a win for the world? And if it's three yeses, and I'm keeping all three of those yeses at high, high levels, then it tends to work out really good. And if I look back on the opportunities where it wasn't a win for me or for the world or for someone else, you know, they didn't really work out the way that I wanted to. Have you ever seen the documentary, The Fire Festival? I have not. You need to watch that. It's called Fire Fraud, F-Y-R-E. Okay. It's one of the greatest like business blowups in in history. Anyways, it just talks about how these entrepreneurs went in to create this amazing music festival, mm. um, and it completely blew up. They lost thousands of dollars, but other people involved in it lost tons of money, and it was really sad. But also, there's a lot of learning lessons from it as well. You know, a lot of a lot of bad, obviously, but there's also some good ones as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think the thing that they didn't keep in mind is how is this a win for the world? People go in yeah. business, they go, oh, it's a win for you. Oh, it's a win for me. Let's go. But they don't really think about what's the influence on the other people, Yeah, you know, as well. And so that was kind of a great example. So if you haven't watched that, whoever's listening, you need to go yeah. and watch that. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Gratitude is a massive topic on this show. How important has it been for you in your journey? Gratitude? Yeah. It's it's everything. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, if you're not being thankful for what you receive from from everyone, from the universe, from God, whatever you believe, um, even from yourself, um, you know, you stop you stop receiving it. And even if it was nothing about receiving, it helps put you in just this good vibrational energy. So mm -hmm. I, I believe Sometimes when we hit our head in business, you know, we're not being appreciative for what we, what we receive. Cause you know, for those who have parents, like when my kid's throwing a fit and he's not mm -hmm. appreciative of what he's been given, it doesn't make me want to give him more. Right. Right. And so I feel like there's this natural law that if you're not appreciating what you've received and what's given to you, then you're not going to really receive anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always try to be, you know, consciousness, conscientious of, you know, what I've received. And I didn't grow up with a lot of money. You know, we had to save for three years to go to Disney World and still we had to put it on a credit card. So everything I have in my life, I'm so extremely grateful for because I under, I have perspective of what it's like to not have that in my life. So I, mm -hmm. I think it's huge. And you know, and to be honest with you, you know, I feel like there's a lot more I could do to be appreciative of mm -hmm. it too. I just think that's something you should always be working on. Absolutely. So how do you connect with people? What are your favorite strategies for networking? 
that's a good question. You know, when I, when I first started, when I was younger, you know, I think I went into it, you know, with an agenda, like, Oh, who's my ideal client, you know, and mm-hmm. try to, you know, pitch my stuff. But as, as I've matured in business and as I've gotten older, you know, my, my best way to network is just, you know, make friends. Like, you know, do, do we get along? Do we view the same things in the same ways? You know, are mm-hmm. we interested in the same things? And I think, you know, that's generally where I, I like to start and, um, and, and putting myself out there and, and sure, you know, people want to know, can you help them in the different aspects of business? But I believe when you start, you know, that way, um, I feel like it goes a, a long, long way. Yeah. How do you handle people who can't handle your success? Do you find that you have to deal with a lot of that the further up you go? Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't really know who can and can't handle their success. I don't think people are, you know, open, open about that. Right. Yeah. Like I'm sure people are jealous of you have your own radio station, which is awesome, you know, by the way. Um, so I, I don't feel like everyone in their life knows who is jealous and not jealous. I don't know. Yeah. Have you had anyone that has came out and said that they're jealous? Uh, they don't usually say it to your face. You usually yeah. hear it from, from the, from the background, from the peanut gallery. Someone usually might yeah. say that, or they might treat you differently because you experienced a level of success that maybe they haven't, or they think they can't. So they don't want you to have it either. It's just odd. Yeah. And, and to combat that, you know, um, is, you know, maybe, maybe that person who you're talking about has had a level of success you haven't had, but also they've had a le- level of failure you haven't yeah. had. Right. So we got to be able to take the good with the bad. And so, you know, no one, you know, everyone sees the, the first or second place trophy, but they really mm-hmm. don't see the journey in, in getting there. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I think as you grow in business and have achieved a high level of success, you understand that. You understand that there's no like high level success. So on top of like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you just don't see the whole perspective yeah. um, type of thing. But, you know, I felt it from different people. And, um, you know, one of the things that held me back for a while is, you know, I didn't ever want to make my brother feel bad. Mm. You know, and I felt like the more successful I was, the um, more I made him feel bad. And and I love my brother. He is yeah. probably one of the most genuine people I know. He'd do anything for you. Um, and I I didn't want him to ever feel like that. However, I was hurting him by not achieving the high level of success because my brother's always followed. I've always set the example. So by limiting my success, I'm also limiting his success. Yeah. And so, you know, it, and it really inspired me. Like I need to be as successful as I possibly can to help inspire other people that they could also be successful as well. And if they feel, you know, jealous or envious or whatever it is, you know, about my success, mm-hmm. you know, that's an opportunity for me to, you know, help them and why they feel that way. Exactly. You know, We've got just, yeah, I don't like the way that you know, there's this thing like, oh, if people don't support you, get them out of their life, like kind of this bad energy that's putting out there. I feel like you should bring other people along. The thing that mm-hmm. separates the hero from the villain is the hero is always willing to help people become a better version. The villain is what tells people, get the, get the heck out of here. I don't want you. You can't handle it. Like, I think we need to be, um, I think we need to be better 
heroes and better leaders in our life instead of just telling everyone like, oh, if you can't handle it, you know, get out of here type thing. You know what I mean? Yep. We've got about a minute left. Who inspires and motivates you? Everyone. I, I, I get a lot. I, I'm really a sponge. I mean, you, you inspire me, you know, oh, thank um, you. a lot of people like I look at, I was, everyone has a strength. I always look at, you know, what are they great at? You know, how have they become, um, where I've probably gotten a lot in, in recent, uh, years, um, you know, is my son, you know, mm. I thought I would be the, the, I thought I would be the person that had to lead him, but it's really taught me how to be a better follower and to follow, you know, what he needs. And sometimes, sometimes being a leader is not leading from the front, sometimes being yep. leaders from the back. So, yep. um, as of recently, I would say my son. Great. And finally, how can we find you? How can we learn more about you? Yeah. Check out my podcast, next gen coaching chronicles, uh, add me on Instagram, send me a message. Um, so that way I could follow you. I want to see what you're doing in your journey. It's coach Travis Brady, all one word coach Travis Brady. Thank you so much, Travis, for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join me every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the on the way. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.